Dear listener, to the third part of our 2018 Xmas special, totally chill Xmas spesh, <laughs> for for those in the know. Once again, here with uh, Ross. Ross, Hi, Ross, yeah. there he is. Hello. And we are going to talk about our favourite games, movies, and TV shows of 2018. Now, you did say in the first part, not of 2018, but that we have enjoyed during 2018. Yeah, we experience media just when we can. So if something was yes. like a, a, a good movie two years ago, then it's still a good movie. So get your pen and papers out, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, because we're about to make some recommendations of what we've enjoyed this year. Ten of each. It's another excuse to use the uh, top ten uh, jingle that you wrote, which is one of my favourites of all of the jingles that That's you wrote. That's very kind of you. I wish it was tighter. <laughs> yeah. It goes a bit... It goes Don't a bit. we all? Yeah. Hey, I've got a little question for you before we get stuck into that. It's not even a question again. I've done that thing again. Is it all right if I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> do you remember in the last episode when I was talking about that Tremorian hero thing? No? Say that again. Remember in the last episode? <laughs> Say that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I zoned out. In the last episode, we were talking about the Tremorian hero thing. Oh, t- oh right. I, it was the last bit that okay. I needed. Uh well, Simon sent us a message saying monomyth. Monomyth. That's a word which basically is that. And it's been around. It's It's been around. <laughs> it's been around for thousands of years, apparently. Who would have thought of it? Uh, uh, who? Mm-hmm. Is that a genuine question or rhetorical? I don't want to know what okay. Wikipedia says about them. Hi, <laughs> Simi. Um, so, yeah, so there you go. That's already there. And I've just ruled on fucking Johnny Monomyth's coattails. I hate to drop this bomb. Oh, Christ. But there's no new ideas anymore. I know. Or, like, if you mm. think you've Simpsons come up with something. It. Yeah. Mm. Well, call back to this podcast the very first time. Mm. You were like, it's a podcast about nothing. Like Seinfeld. Yeah. And you were like, <laughs> so well, as we all were, we were very chuff with that. I'll be and, honest, I was semied when I came up with that. Right. Like, I thought it was and so good. you found out that it was... A... Yeah. <sighs> sad times. Very sad. Hey, we've got another message from El Chapo. Very, oh, very brief. Alert. Very, very brief. <laughs> message alert. <laughs> wow, we finished at exactly the same point. That uh-huh. wasn't edited. So she, he, she. Or, uh, he, she, he. Was a, were, yeah, <laughs> oh, no. I'm melting melt down. <laughs> do they live in the same building as um, Triple Chocolate Princess McFird the Fifth? Yeah, they're all within the same container container ship just circling the Atlantic that's where I keep my people El Chapo said have you played RDR2 online yet (laughs) (laughs) and then directed at you has Ross got it yet (laughs) El Chapo is really desperate for you to play this game Uh, I mean no I haven't got it (laughs) and 
Ah, uh, you know what? I think I may never ever buy it. Oh, El Chapo could write in a review if she wanted to. Absolutely. He, she, <laughs> hybrid. Yeah. Why not? Um, she's. Um, I haven't played RDR two online yet. No, uh, but she says it's very, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. She also said, "Let Ross know my posse is always open for him." Oh dear. And her posse name is Posse Patrol. Jesus Christ. And you can add her, add her anytime. And she's given me authorization to give out her PSN ID. It's Chapo189. So right. it's C-H-A-P-P-O-189. You know what a really weird, unrelated... Uh, it might be related. I don't know. I'll tell you the story. Please do. So downstairs we have a big TV and this is what we'll watch Netflix on. Because even though I bought a Sony Bravio TV, (laughs) Netflix doesn't really work that well on the actual button. Okay, mine does. Just just to say mine does. Right. Well, mine doesn't. (laughs) So we just go old school, go for the PlayStation, which works fine. Interesting that, isn't it? Because they're both Sony. Mm. So anyway, we'll do that. Recently, I've been getting quite a few um, friend requests and Mm. messages from women. Oh. Oh. (laughs) One, like, was saying, I'm not going to be on PSN network for much longer, but please (gasps) ring me at this number and stuff. Uh And obviously, I've got to then say... Like, I don't know okay, what this I'll call is. You, I'll, I'll call distance you at 10. myself. What time's best? <laughs> yeah. No, I'll distance myself from all of this. Yep, sure. So, you know, just, I don't know if that's related. It's just the. Uh, the uh, lunar cycle. You know, the oldest profession uh, is prostitution and the sort of uh, sexual trade. Uh, <laughs> what the? It it infiltrates all. Do you know that? Can I interject with this? Yeah. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Karen. Hope you're enjoying that sprout that you're just about to put in your mouth while I talk about prostitution. It it infiltrates like the sex trade and stuff. Infiltrates everything because obviously that person there wanted to give them a ring so that you go, oh, like yeah, hey, Bobby, you, you uh, look so good. Yeah, I'm not flattering myself that she'd listen to the comments of their podcast and thought, <laughs> oh, he sounds like a hunk. Might have been El Chapo, which is quite forward. Okay, yeah, which is obsessed with his playing Red Dead Redemption, which uh-huh. I have. Oh, he, she, sorry, and I haven't got that. I'm getting bogged down with. I, I think in. 2018, we can't call people he or she. No. They've got to be gender neutral, haven't yes. we? Mm. She's just desperate to get you in a posse, I think. She mm. says, someone's, someone's yeah, gang is called Grab Em Right in the Posse, <laughs> which she wanted to steal. And I accidentally, because I, I, I said, oh, yours is called this. And she went, no, no, it's this. <laughs> I accidentally came up with one. Uh, posse galore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. So basically, there's going to be a lot of uh, pussy is pussy, mm. pussy is pussy pun. I know, they get tiresome quite quickly. Well, pussies are pussies. Pussies. Right. So thanks very much for that message. I'm sure there'll be another one at the end of this episode asking if Ross has played Red Dead Redemption. Will there be? <laughs> no, they won't. But probably next episode, because you've got, uh, unless, I don't I think the listener's picked up, we've dropped a couple of hints. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be doing one in January. We're having break in Jan, yeah. IRL is getting very busy. Um, so you'll have a month and a bit to play that game of completion and get 100% on it. And also you've got like enough time listeners to ponder whether has 
Hartlepool stayed up. Mm. That's the more important thing of everything. Like, I don't care about Brexit. I don't care about article, whatever. It's more about... Has Hartlepool stayed up? It's that was a callback to part two. If you haven't heard part two, when Ross gave his uh, traditional Christmas traditional Sensi Soaks update, mm-hmm. go back and listen to that. Christmas is it's Christmas tradition, is it yeah. now? Hey, you know what they can do mm. if in the the little uh, should we call it a sabbatical that we're taking over the, the January? If anyone wants to find out what's happening in uh, Sensi Soaks, they can send us a tweet to at Gonarxlair G O N A R. C H S L A I R, or you can send us a message on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Oh, that was so difficult to do. Let's move on to the next part of this daft podcast. <laughs> hey, Ross, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a gift from yourself. Mm. It's an um, English pale ale. Mm. What's the difference between an Indian pale ale? In an English paleo? I think it's just the... We're trying to... Probably just trying to distance ourselves even further from the whole Commonwealth thing, aren't we? And, and saying, look, no, we can make our own. Because the whole thing was it, it, an Indian pale ale is so-called because of the way it ferments or whatever on its way over to India. Oh, it? yeah, is I heard it, a, a, that's a the really idea, think, stupid story about that. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was talking over the top of you. What no, no, please... You, uh, what? <laughs> what's the stupid story? Uh, somebody told me that uh, the the barrels get sent around the fucking Cape Horn. Uh, what? Just like spinning in the water. Or it's it's something. Then the the boat, and it's something to make them ferment like that. But it's obviously not that because when you taste indian pale ales they have like a more fruity taste so it must mm. be something to do with the hops they use yeah i i believe that anyway because really nice american pale ales are, are the american ipas shipyard in particular very nice you like them yes and i didn't like them for mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. i was more you heavy stouts mm-hmm. i was a heavy like um had to be really dark and that's what i liked and then one day it just that sounds like a Christmas miracle, Ross, wasn't it? Was it was a Christmas miracle? <laughs> Not really, because, well, it actually is a Christmas miracle. I don't know. I think so. Did what you... is the definition of a Christmas miracle? <laughs> this podcast? All right. Did you have a, a mantra that went along the lines of, if in doubt, have a heavy dark stout? No, but I wish I had. Oh, yeah, that was a... But then I like the rubies, the ruby Ooh, reds. Ooh, I like a ruby red. A ruby, ruby, ruby. What am I drinking? I'll tell you. Uh, Southwold Christmas Ale. Hoppy Christmas. Ah, oh, does it say that? Hoppy Christmas. Yeah. That's very forced, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A rich, dark winter ale. Brewed with English malts and hops. For lots of fruity, festive flavours. Seasonal guest. This isn't just any old Hoppy Christmas ale. It's a Marks and Spencer's Hoppy Christmas I was wondering ale. where you were going with that. Brewbot Adnan's Brewery, South Waldy, Suffolk. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very dark. Strangely enough, I find both of those accents slightly alluring. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Is that I thought it was just the pleats. Well, you would have, pleats. yeah, you would have one for, for best. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Sunday voice. Um, right, what we're doing then? I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to just call it a day? Uh, anyway, uh, Merry what, Christmas, everyone. We're going home. <laughs> Ross is going to take the lead on this because as we've just uh, 
sort of ascertained on on the break there. I haven't really put this in a in order. It's not going to be top ten, is it? It's going to be ten. Yeah, that you've right. enjoyed. Okay. Which is crazy, by the way. If if anyone from regular listening to this podcast said who is the person who's more of the control freak, the more the one that's like list maker, blah blah blah. It would be you, Tom. Blah blah blah. Yeah, blah okay, blah. Okay, right. Just as long as we know it's blah blah blah. Or uh, yada yada yada. <laughs> uh, did you? Miss the point where I said this is a totally chill Christmas special. No, in fact, it's it's so totally chill. It's not even Christmas special. It's Xmas special because I'm I'm too big. I don't have the time nor the inclination to write Christ in front of my mass. Ross, do you want to start with TV, games, or film? That's the thing. Boogie, play some funny music (laughs) because what will we pick first? Games. Films or TV? I do a little spin thing. Oh, it's landed on TV. TV, yeah, TV it is. Okay. That's good. Hey, TV, top. Oh, must must be written in the stars. Yeah, it must be. Go for it. You go. And then I'm just going well, to... It's going to be a bit haphazard, okay? I'll tell you now. Okay, I'm picking one. And it's strange, TV, because I feel like there's two things that I really despise this year mm. that I feel like might come up. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. And I'm going to do <laughs> my best to not feel like all my opinions right. Because, mm-hmm. listeners, I don't think that it's just... What I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So again, these aren't from 2018. <laughs> Is that like you've got to keep saying that? Don't worry. You're thinking too much about it. You're, okay. you're I know I'm scared. Pre- too much pressure. This is totally chill Xmas smash. So the first thing I'm going to pick, it was the Adam Bud- Buxton podcast. I found out about Flowers. It's on It's on uh, More 4. Mm-hmm. And it's got Julian Barrett in. Oh. And Olivia Coleman. It's um, there's a new series just come out, mm-hmm. but I'm particularly the first one, the first season. Okay, it's What's a black, about? it's a black comedy, and uh, Julian Barrett's like a, uh, he's a writer, but he's suffering from writer's block. But um, this is hard to say. Really, he's suffering from like um, like depression, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to watch because I really like Julian Barrett mm. and it's kind of upsetting to watch. It's 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 really good though. Right. It's funny but not really funny. Uh-huh. And it's really well filmed and um, I enjoyed it but I did find it hard to watch. Not in a bad way I just found it hard to watch because I found it um, quite true. Mm. The the way they both play off each other. Right. It's it's really good. It's it's on Morpho, so anyone can watch it. Definitely going to check that out. I will go for my first one. Mm-hmm. This is going to be it's going to be tough. I'm going to go for Peaky Fucking Blinders. Oh, you got into that, did you? I did. Yeah, we heard a lot about it. Like people going, "Oh, you got to watch it. Dead good. Dead good." Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, "Yeah, it'll be shit." And it's <laughs> for a, for a, it's, I'm pretty sure it's BBC. For a BBC drama, it is actually really good. Like mm-hmm. it's quite gritty. Um, I love Cillian Murphy. I think he's fantastic. Some of the characters are just fucking horrible, horrible, horrible pricks. But it's that anti-hero thing where you want to see them succeed even though you know that they're total bastards. 
Yeah. The first season in particular, Sam Neill's in it. He's just amazing. He's got a Northern Irish accent. Yes. No. Um, sorry, that was awful. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Well, some people would say it's just as bad as his accent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One thing I'd like to see them go more into the... Because it's, it's post-First World War. Mm-hmm. And they do touch upon it in the first series, but they never actually show anything really from like the trenches or anything. I'd like to see them do that a bit more, I think. But... Hey, I'm not a showrunner. I don't know. But yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, just some feedback on that one. We watched the first episode, me and Lou, and I really didn't like it. Uh-huh. And a lot of people, yourself included, who I respect, have said how good it is. I feel like I want to go back to it, mm-hmm. check it out again. So I might might try that again. Yeah. It's not... Uh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the first series, I think, more than the other ones, uh, definitely. How many seasons have you watched then? We're up on the third one now. That's, there's only three so far. So you blasted for all this this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so it must be more-ish. Yeah, we binged it, like, full-on binged. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. Binged a fuck. The next one up that I'm picking is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I mean, nice. we don't really need to go into too much detail because mm-hmm. Christian recommended it to us. I, I think he recommended it. It wasn't even the start of the year and I've watched 12 seasons of this, yeah. right? He told me, you might like it and I watched it. First episode was a bit patchy but it had something about it so I carried on watching it. Just recently, I watched an episode and I mean, this is on the 11th season. There was a little bit of a fall in it, in its quality, but mm-hmm. it's still watchable. Mm-hmm. It was an episode where two characters go and live in the suburbs and I got regular listeners to the fighting special when I lost my shit over Nana. <laughs> I got that kind of laughter yeah. in an episode where um, Dennis, he's my favourite character, lost his shit with a neighbour mm-hmm. and I t- just... It it was so funny. Uh-huh. I was walking around like just in my daily life, just Remember reminiscing it. of like how <laughs> funny that was. I would say all of sunny in Philadelphia. It's twenty minutes long each episode. Yeah, it's just perfect. I hammer through it. Hammer through it. But it's so good. It's so well done. Mm. Um, I would say Peep Show. I've never we've never watched Peep Show before, but we watched the entire the entire thing uh, this year from start to finish. And it was just fantastic. Really, really good. Yes, it's really good, isn't yeah, it? It's just a, it's just ridiculous, obviously, some of the scrapes they get into. It's just so unrealistic. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. All the characters. It's something that's been on my list for years. Like, me mate, well, you know Sai. Uh, he's always watched it and always loved it. Um, and he's always said I should check it out. And finally, it's one of the ones that we we'll watch while we're having my tea. Like, we're going through Friends at the minute. Um, and we just worked our way through it one at a time. And yeah. Class, absolutely class. Yeah, so it, that's in there. Terry and and me used to like watching Peep Show. Yeah, and uh, Louise's enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. I I really like David Mitchell. Like I still uh-huh. I, I watched Would I Lie to you because I like him yeah. so much. I like it when Bob Mortimer's on there. Oh fucking hell, he's up. he's a step <laughs> above everyone else. He's amazing. Next up, uh, the Detectorists. Which has ah, a con- yes. it has a connection to Aura's Sunny because Christian recommended it again. And there's them two things couldn't be more different. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the detectorist that is so lovely. 
Mm. It's got such a nice heart to Mackenzie it. Mackenzie Krug, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he directed it. it as well. Did, did you yeah. write it? There, I think. Yeah. He, he wrote he, it as well. He's in it. He wrote it and directed it's, it. Again, it's on one or two of the series is on Netflix. Um, and I, I saw it because I. I saw a trailer for it and I was like, oh, I want to check that out. But then I said season two, I was like, because oh, I like watching things from the start. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed it came on the Netflix, so that's on my list again as well. It was a strange co- coincidence this year. I got into it and then as we finished watching it, season three had just come out. Mm-hmm. It's weird because it's got, it's just got such a nice heart to it. Mm-hmm. And it's so well directed. The use of the um, English countryside and folk music mm-hmm. it's just beautiful and it has like a nice it's just nice they're like um what's it called uh detectorists with what they're called metal detectors, metal detectors. yes uh, thank you we're called detectors that's the <laughs> thing that's right, saying, okay. i'm gonna check that one out i i would it's it's an easy watch right the end of the fucking world i'd heard that was good mm-hmm it was it was very good. Um, I've said it was like a Wes Anderson-esque kind of black comedy. Loads of teenage angst. It was filmed in a very American style, like the, the uh, houses they chose for the sets and stuff looked very Americanized, And it kind of had that sort of American filter over it. But it was good. There's another series uh, coming out, I believe, maybe this year, um, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. It was good. It, ha- it had that kid from one of the Black Mirror episodes, you know, the one, no, don't want to give a spoiler, but the one where he got a message saying that he had to do like the particular things. Oh, I love that one. Uh, yeah. He's the, the little kid in that. He he's plays the main character. So yeah, I would recommend that. Like, I, I really enjoyed that. Me and Kelly were, were blasted through it. It was just really nicely put together. It was a nice story. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed that. Next up for me, Better Call Saul mm-hmm. season. I, I think what was season three or four? I can't. Yeah, remember. yeah. It that was the best TV I've watched this year. Mm-hmm. It's so well done. And um, the characters, it's funny. It's so well directed. It's just it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm up to, I think I'm up to season three on it. Um, but I haven't watched it for a while. I just, because Kelly doesn't watch it, so I have to watch that by myself. I've had that sort of difficulty with other series. Oh. I think Louise is on, me girlfriend's on the fence with this. Mm-hmm. Where she'll constantly play with her phone, ah, yes, which I, I, I usually hate that, but uh, then I can't. So I, I just put my leg up so I can't see her playing on the phone now. <laughs> <laughs> there oh, you go. Stick my foot in her fucking face. <laughs> yeah. Play on your phone, have me foot. Right. Like I say, I've got a big list and I haven't put it in order, so I don't want to miss anything out. There's right. going to be, a, I'm going to have a couple of honourable mentions. Okay. Um, right, okay. The Haunt of Hill House. I've got to put that in there because we really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, Did you I, watch that? Yeah, I, 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 I didn't get it. past season two. Uh, episode two. Again, we smashed through it. Uh, it. It had a lot of a lot of jump scares. It's a really spooky Netflix original. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, I really enjoyed the characters. I really enjoyed the way it was put together. They had one, one episode where it had a scene that was like a non no cuts for about 20 25 minutes or something like that so it was kind of acted like a, a play like rope hmm just everyone says that rope it's a famous um hitchcock movie oh right yeah it's no cuts yeah and there's a inside number nine that does that as well yes. to try and par- uh try and em- 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 emulate emulate yeah that's a show that i'm hoping 
will be on my list maybe next year inside number nine because I keep hearing so many good things about it that I want to check it out. Yeah, that's good. Just yeah. taking me time getting really it. Really good. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the Haunted of Hill House. Uh, it was one of those ones that like loads of people were talking about it. Yes. Uh, it'd be like the one, oh, did you see it at school in the playground? Did you see that? Program last night. Oh, it's dead good. Leave us one off. Leave us one off your tap. <laughs> oh, Are these might... eight-year-olds talking about that? <laughs> I might ask Jess to kiss us the daylight like, behind that bike shed. Hey. Wow. Um, yeah, that's all I want to say about the Haunted Hill House. We might go back to it. I'll check. Oh. Uh, next up, Ozark. Season mm. two. I hate, nice shout. I hated the first three episodes. So I was watching it in conjunction with Better Call Saul, where I was constantly like, Better Call Saul is so much better. God, it's so much better. Mm-hmm. The characters in, in Ozark are so shit. <laughs> and um, why is um, Jason Bateman like such a bell end? <laughs> and then something happened in it. And the last few episodes, which I won't spoil, something happened where it just showed that it had quite a lot of balls mm-hmm. and it went into an area where I didn't think it would have. Mm-hmm. I still, I'm still not 100% with it, mm-hmm. but it still was really good. And the last two episodes were so good mm-hmm. of what I'd been through. So, we really enjoyed that, yeah. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, it's got another series. We're doing another one. I'm yeah, glad. Great yeah. show. It's it's nice to see uh, a bit more of Jason Bateman's range. Definitely. And I would have said, I'm being cautious with spoilers, uh-huh. yes, but I would have said the first few episodes, Jason Bateman can't, like, his character is so boring. Yeah. In that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then you find out he's building towards something mm-hmm. and then there's a few scenes. Yeah. That has more power because of the way it was like earlier on. Mm-hmm. So it was an, an intelligent idea that he played it like that. It was just early on you were like, I don't understand. Yeah, so you kind of played it like played his character down, building to that yeah. crescendo moment that was in, integral to the whole, well, his character development. Yeah, aye, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not going to say it on the podcast, but I'm going to edit out something here, listener. I'm going to say it to Ross just just to make sure we're on the same mm-hmm. the same wavelength. Right, yeah. Like, have you seen um, Captain Phillips? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. All oh, right, look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Captain Phillips. Then. I've seen that bit, oh. which has been parodied loads. Welcome back, listener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, good choice. I'm going to go next with Castlevania, as some people pronounce it. Six. I've, I've watched the first season. 
I haven't watched the second one yet. I'm six through on the second one. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty good. Yeah. It's good anime. I, yeah. I I used to watch quite a few animes when I was younger, um, like really late on Channel 4 and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's it's brilliant. It's really nice and gory and adult, adult mm-hmm. themes. Um, Dracula does seem a little OP. <laughs> <laughs> he gans <laughs> he gans Akka and smashes the town apart like a raj but there because he does he, he goes crazy when he's in the flames and stuff like that uh-huh. yeah because all of the horrible beasts come down and start killing everybody mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that show I really did it was really nice it's made. stuck in the memory and I'm going for the second one uh-huh. and it got bogged down with a lot of lore but I still quite enjoyed it that's why I like Netflix though because they, they do kind of take risks that when you watch it you think it feels like maybe it's such a safe risk and you're like well that kind of makes sense that they did that but imagine pitching that yeah. I'm, right guys I want to make I want a Castlevania animated mm. thing it'd be like half the people in the room would be like Castlevania what the fuck's that oh it's this really popular Nintendo game so mm. okay like I just think that's quite brave to do and it, the quality is always so high as well production values are just incredible but that's enough of me fucking Netflix up the bum bum. Uh, what you got next? <laughs> I do second that though. I do. When I came to it, I was like, "Am I sick of anime? Am I sick of it?" Mm-hmm. And but I, I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was great. Next up, and we're not going to spend much time on it because I've talked about it. But Dark Tourist, I thought it was oh, just yes, it was class. Mm-hmm. And I even tried a few other shows similar to it on other channels like. Mm-hmm. Ramesh Raganathan on oh, yes, BBC, uh, but he's only made three of them. Mm-hmm. I still thought they were all right because mm-hmm. I think I've I've got that kind of flavour. I like that sort of like travelling to places I haven't seen. The stuff in the later episodes of Dark Tourist where they go to like um, Kashistan and stuff like that and you're like, fuck, yeah. this is mental and so interesting. I'd probably, I'm not going to, but I probably would have put that on my list, but I'll not because... Because um, you're a man. I, I was, I'll say that was going to be, <laughs> I'll say that was going to be one of my honourable mentions then because I've got that on there. That was that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say maybe to a lesser extent or less, like not 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 dark at all, but really love um, Travelling Man as well. Oh, I love, yeah. Really, I would, yeah um... That's like, again, like, I just love fucking seeing different countries and things like that on the telly. Not necessarily go there. <laughs> no, I really enjoy Traveller Man. That's fantastic. I, I like, I really like Richard Adawadi as well. So the one criticism is though it's always too short. It's only like ever four episodes or something like that. I the know, production yeah. values must be massive on it though. You keep searching Channel Four and you're like, there must mm. be a new one out, but it never is. It's usually like at least two episodes, uh, two series a year though. Nah. They, they do a Christmas special usually. There's a Christmas special because um, I hear Christmas. One thing I do like is getting. The big, like a big book of what's over Christmas and flicking through it when I'm just sitting doing. I think there might be a Black Mirror Christmas special, you know, on Netflix. Whoa, I think so. Oh, I'd like that. But they haven't confirmed it yet. I think they might drop it, which would be nice. Mm, that'd be but good. I'd, don't hold this to that. Well, I'd be angry if it doesn't happen. So <laughs> <laughs> hold this to that then. Next, I'm going to say Staff Let's Flats. Because we really, really enjoyed that. We thought that was hilarious. That's interesting because I heard about that on Adam Buxton's podcast. Yeah, with um, Natasha Dimitriou. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's hilarious, her like. Because um, she's in it. It's our, it's our brother, uh, Jamie Dimitriou, who's the main character. Star. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny, man, really. It's a really, really, really funny show. 
I'd recommend it. Oh, I'll be, I'll be searching that out. Yeah, please do. That's on. It was on BBC Channel Four, E4. Right. So it'd be, it must be on their all four service. Cool. Who is America? Mm. Which is the Sasha Baron thing. Oh, right. Now, that guy has balls of steel. Yeah. Some of the stuff in it, mm-hmm. unbelievable. I don't know how scripted it was. I don't know how much the like wore down the people who are talking now. Uh-huh. But it kind of reminded us of Brass Eye. Yeah. And some of it, man, jaw dropping. It's I, really good. I saw the a clip of him being like in his really. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, like, like special agent. Special thing. forces sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Absolutely crazy. I'll have to check that out. Um, next, I'm going to say Norm Macdonald show because mm-hmm. I mentioned that last episode actually, and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. I just love Norm Macdonald. I think he's hilarious. It's just a like a, a show where he interviews people, and there's not much of a script or anything. He just reads, asks them questions, and just chats to them. But he's just it's just hilarious. Definitely on my top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. One Punch Man. All oh, right, yeah. So if you picked an anime, uh-huh. that's mine. I, I don't really like Bill Burr, but I stumbled upon Bill Burr talking about One Punch Man uh-huh. and intrigued us. Uh-huh. So then I watched it, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It loses its way. There's a second series out now, which I haven't watched yet because it's not on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But season one, kind of to my ideal, it loses its way halfway through. Is it not on Netflix, is it not? I thought I saw season it. Season two. Oh, season one is on Netflix. Season one's right, definitely okay. on. That's why I watched it. Season two isn't yet. Right. But it, it's really good. It's just the fights uh-huh. are so well done. The yeah. animation's class and the music's kick-ass as well. It's that in Attack on Titan or two animes I really want to check out. I tried Attack on Titan. I watched two episodes and it felt like one of those shows that is just going to go on and on forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of going on and on and on forever, I'm going to go next for American Vandal. Let's see American Vandal next. Mm-hmm. Do, you see, do you see it? I've watched it, yeah. yeah I watched, I watched it f- this year. Have I watched both series yet? Have I? No, I don't think I have. I think I've watched the first series uh, with the graffiti on the cars. I just really liked the way it was done. It was totally parodying the whole... Uh, Making a murderer type of thing. Yeah, and uh, serial and stuff like that. Oh, we should have done a top ten podcast. Gone on Slayer. Gone on Slayer. Gone on Slayer. Yeah, I... We'll do that next year. Top okay, 10 I'll put that on me to-do list. <laughs> um, we'll just do we'll have a little, we'll just say uh, a couple of podcasts we enjoyed. Yeah, no, it was really good. It just, it, it, I didn't know how they were going to possibly get so many episodes out of it, but they still did. And it kept us hooked all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was surprising. I, can't, I honestly can't remember if I've watched the second series. I don't think I have. No, I don't think I have. But yeah, really enjoyed it. Really good. I actually had that on my list, but I crossed oh, really? it out because there was something else that I quite liked a bit more. Mm-hmm. So the next one I would say was the OG, the American Crime Story. Ah. It was a dramatification that came out quite a, a while back. Um, who's in it again? I forget. Who's in it? In, in the OJ Simpson. It's like. Ross Geller, uh, David Schwimmer. So David Schwimmer and. It's uh, is it not um, staying alive? What's he called again? 
John Travolta. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's he's an executive producer and stuff. Ah, and but isn't is Jamie Fox? No, not Jamie Fox. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. That's him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I enjoyed Where's it. this knowledge? Where's That's this good. knowledge? And you didn't Google any of that. How am I accessing this stuff? Yeah, That's I'd, pretty good. I, I you haven't know. watched it as well. No, no, I haven't. I didn't know any of that. You know what? That's what irritates me, you know, when people who kind of like, who just go, oh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Like, I listen to the radio a lot more these days. like talk radio mm-hmm. and James Whale will be on. And, and someone will make a reference to something. You go, oh, I've never heard of that. What's that? And you just think, how can you not know that? Oh, these pop stars these days, I don't know any of them. Or what's TV show? What's that? I don't know what it is. Like, Glow, what's that? I've never heard of it. Like, mm-hmm. even if you've never seen it, you're still going to have some sort of concept of reality. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's going on <laughs> around you? Well, this is a Tom rant. But it, it just irritates us. Whoa. It just gets me. It, it, it is annoying, though, isn't it? Because, like, how many times have you said something to me and I've just gone, what, I don't know what you're talking about there? Or vice versa, I've said something to you. In pop culture, or mm-hmm. not necessarily just games, with TV, film, podcasts, like even politics and stuff like that, you'll still go, "Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about there." Oh, I think I, I think I saw something. These people just walk around with like that fucking blinker, just with their eyes closed. Or maybe it's James Whale just wanted to kill the conversation by saying, oh, "I've never seen that goodbye." Mm, possibly. That's what uh, speaking of podcasts. That's what Andy used to do a lot on the Athletico Mince podcast. Bob like totally called him out in it one of the episodes. He went, Oh, you know what it is? Because he would he would set things up all the time and Andy right. would go, oh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. And he go, You know what it is, Andy? You're what we call uh, what is what is it you called it? In improvisation, when you do improvisation and stuff. Oh, you're I, you're uh, what we call a closer or yeah. a, so, so you set something up and the other person just closes it down and you just you can't move on. That's what you are. And he was like, Oh <laughs> But uh, yes. What were we talking about? <laughs> Best TV. Oh yeah, okay. I think I'm on my last one then. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Shit, I'm on my last one. So I need to choose here. Hmm. That's tough, that like. Luckily, some of them are like series two and stuff, which are just honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh. oh. This is why I should have looked into it beforehand and put my list down. So right, I'll tell you what I'm stuck between. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck between Punisher, right. The Orville, which is a surprising one. Oh, you are Orville. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, you are Orville. It's that comedian in it. Operation Uh Final Space, which I did enjoy. The Staircase was good as well, though. I'm quite intrigued by something, but I want to ask afterwards. Okay, and comedians and cars getting coffee as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Punisher because it was, it was, it's unlike all the other ones on my list. Yeah, I'll say Punisher because it was uh, uber violent Marvel revenge story with impressive combat scenes, intense acting, and surprisingly deep story. That's off the top of your head, is it? Yeah, I just came up with it now. My yeah. last one is Prison. It's again, it's on more for. And it was oh, two yes. two episodes only, and it's set in Durham Prison. And Jesus fucking Christ, it's quite. It's not a nice experience no. watching it, but it's it's eye opening, and um, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But the question I'd like to ask is, there was one or two series that I just called a day on where I was like, "Fuck this, I've had enough." Mm-hmm. Right, one of them. 
was um, making a murderer season two. I ah. just was like, I've had enough of this. Right, yeah. And it made us feel guilty for like the other one. But the other one, and the reason I'm interested in why it wasn't on your list, was Glow season two. Ah, honorable mention. Really? Yeah, that's, that's okay. an honorable mention. Because I really enjoyed it, but because it, it was like the second series, I kind of wanted to give give some of the fresh air, the new things oh, that I'd never give seen them before. A, bit, like, bit oh, because Tom's like... Because I'm a given kind of guy. Can I just say, and I'm sorry if you enjoyed it, but there was one episode where it was just all the... Um, like, it was just all shot through their particular... What's the word for it? Like, it was just... It was like you were watching the show, for real. The right, actual okay. glow show. Oh, yes, I... Yeah, and yeah. I turned that off and vowed never to watch it ever again. Oh, really? It was so annoying to me, personally, uh-huh. that I just... I can't watch that again. Oh, really? I was already hearing it, though. Uh, I just... I don't know why. Interestingly, though, I really like season one, but yeah. season two was just bugging the hell out of us. I think I know what you mean. I really enjoyed the first one. But yeah, the second one kind of there was wasn't much else they could do but just kind of do a bit more of the, the same. Like they injured uh, the main character, so mm-hmm. that that meant meant the last episode couldn't possibly be her fighting again, like it was in the first series. So they deliberately did that, just to take that opportunity away. Otherwise, because it was building towards her having another moment, yeah, where she would um, the the last fight would be between her and Liberty Bell again, maybe, and then the. I don't really want to spoil the last part, but the the way they've left season two to set up for season three, I really don't like the idea of. So, yeah. But that was in my honourable mentions along with uh, Legion series two, which I really enjoyed, even though it's just fucking mental. It's I want to check that out, but again, it's not on anything I have. It, at, times, at times, it's an absolute masterpiece. Like, it's one of the most visceral and stylistic shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible the way it's put together. But it's just, the storyline is just overly complicated. It really is. Um, Atlanta Series 2, I really enjoyed that as well. Um, again, Glow Series 2. Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I've um, watched a few of them. I like them, yeah. That Final Space cartoon, which is kind of like a, well, I've said it's a poor man's Rick and Morty. Um, it was surprisingly touching, though, like, and, and brave and emotional and really well written, which what, I wasn't really expecting. On? Netflix. Is it? Yeah. I don't really like the guy who plays the main character. I don't like his voice. It gets a bit... Ir- well, it's a bit irritating at first, but then you get you get used to it. And Yeah, I watched like one episode and um, I've, I've just realised, yeah, I didn't yeah. like it. I said the Oval as well because I was surprised at how it wasn't shit. They had massive uh, guest stars like Liam Neeson and Char- Charlize Theron and stuff like Whoa, that. Oh, yeah. Which I was quite surprised at. But yeah, it was yeah, interesting. Um, Santa Clarita Diet Series 2. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the first series. It was really funny. Sick of it. The Carl Pilkenden one on Sky, which again Not was surprisingly that, emotional. It was a bit like Curb. It's almost autobiographical. And The Staircase again, which is a making the murderer type court yeah. case, which went on a bit too long. But I watched, interesting. I watched something else like that. Evil Genius. Oh, yes. And because of, of watching Evil Genius, I was like, I've had enough of this sort of TV. Mm-hmm. And that's why I never watched The Staircase, even though The Staircase seems quite good. Yeah. I just was like, I've had enough. It's a really popular concept these days, isn't it? Like, well, that's why American Vandal's so successful, because it uh, just takes the piss out of that kind of thing. Really well done. And once you break the break that down, you realise how it's yeah. constructed. You see all the nuances and stuff that ruins it a bit. That's so, all the TV. It's a talk to you.
Next on the games, you reckon? Yeah, let's do it. That's what I've got next on me thing as well, so that's weird. Woo! <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Nice. Probably the worst of the trilogy, uh-huh. but it was still decent. Mm-hmm. The production values were there to see. Good game. Mm-hmm. I would say my first one, PUBG, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, one of the mm. games that I've played more than any other game in recent years, like despite all its flaws, and there are many flaws. It was just so much fun and intensity. Uh, it was just, I haven't played it for a while, but I haven't played anything for a while. Mm-hmm. But I played, it was one of the first games in a long time where I've played with friends again, like Simon and Adam uh, and Chris. We had so much fun in our four way games, it was just fantastic. Celeste next for mm. me. I mean, I'd heard that it was a 2D uh, platformer, pixel art style game. I thought I would like it. But what really, truly surprised me about the game was the storyline. Mm-hmm. It, it was really, really good. It, it The way it told it as well was interesting. Mm-hmm. I would say everyone should check that game out and not be put off by the kind of like Meat Boy comparisons. Yeah. It's not as hard as Meat Boy. It's still difficult as fuck, mm-hmm. but it it really does reward you. Right. It's a great game. Okay. I'm gonna say, super hot. Really enjoyed that game. Have you seen it? No, no, I haven't. It's um, I don't know if I mentioned it when I first got it. It was free with gold at one point, and you, the enemies in the, each level only move when you move. Right. So you've kind of, it's like a strategy, it's first person shooter, uh, but you only get like a gun if you get it off one of the enemies and then you only get like two or three bullets in each gun. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be very careful with every movement because every single movement makes all the enemies move around the level. It's all white, uh, pop the enemies are red and the elements in the level are black. It's just really stylish and an interesting concept uh, that are it, unlike anything else really that I've, yeah it I've does played. sound in us yeah i smashed through it like really really quickly as well because it was so much fun yeah god of war next for me oh yes i didn't i was a bit down on it initially uh-huh. and then there was a turning point where i kind of realized that the combat of old was more like it was dumbed down slightly and it was more about the storyline, mm-hmm. but yet the storyline and the way—I mean, the graphics and stuff—it was—it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It had some flaws in some ways. I like the older style of games, mm-hmm. but I mean, in other ways, it was made for me. You know, Norse mythology and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's a really cool game. Awesome. Ah, because you—you you had a rough start of that, didn't you? Yes, I yeah. did. I'm glad it came through for you. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to sound so condescending there. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, right, okay. I'm going to have to say, get this one out of the way, Red Faction Gorilla Remastered. Mm-hmm. Because I was just so happy that it was back. Really. Get I was getting another yeah. chance to play it, really. Don't really need to say anything else about it. It's just, it's got to be on there because it's one of my highlights of the gaming year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still want to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, this podcast burned me to buy Wipeout. Oh, yeah. So the Omega collection was like it was on sale on on PSN, and um, it's just fun going back there. Mm-hmm. The tracks weren't didn't feel as interesting as say twenty ninety seven, which mm-hmm. is always the one that I go back to. But the graphics and oh my god, it's one of those games that I can just whack on for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Say I'm you know 
I'm just I'm going out in 20 minutes or I'm doing something to whack it on and mm. you can have fun it's, yeah. a, it's a really cool game with lots of content as yeah. well so it's like a time filler sort of thing accessible yeah very accessible another accessible game that I'll put in here which I didn't play a lot but I thought it was a fantastic concept Laser League Okay, it's kind of like a could be a rival to Rocket League, really, but it's hard to describe. You're just in a an arena, mm-hmm. uh, like a futurist futuristic sort of game. So you've got your avatar character, and you've got to avoid the laser beams in the level. I got that free one. Yeah, one uh, month. It was free it's on just lying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't checked it out. It's like an addictive futuristic sport game. Uh, it was just a shame that it was kind of dead like I found it difficult to get into games oh, there wasn't enough people playing classic, it because yeah. it was a great concept each each uh, character had different roles it was like a blitz or something it had a shield mm-hmm. um, it was a sniper who would sort of you'd have to manoeuvre him around to try and get the person into your, your laser and stuff it was just a really cool concept and it was just a shame that it didn't take off as much as it could have done but because I thought it was so cool, that's in my top ten. And it was cheap. Next up, Salt and Sanctuary. Ah, oh, yes. So I talked about that on the podcast. It's a 2D action role-playing game. It's got Dark Souls influence. The art style is quite interesting. I was just... I loved it. Mm. Uh, it was made for me, essentially. It's uh-huh. got a Metroidvania kind of style to it as well. I mean, it had some flaws. The fact it didn't have a map was a bit weird, yeah. but... I still managed to not have a problem finding my way around, so maybe it's the fact I didn't have a map was a, a good decision. Yeah, yeah. I would say... I'm going to have to say No Man's Sky. Because... And I've put simply here, Redemption. <laughs> well, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> too. Uh, it was just... It was kind of... It was just nice to see them actually uh, get positive feedback on that game I think mm-hmm. after all of the negative feedback that they received from awful yeah. awful I'm sorry what <laughs> no yeah I'm guilty of that but I like to feel that I deserve a credit to the success because of the feedback that I gave <laughs> no just yeah I'm, I'm just happy that they actually released a game that checked so many boxes instead of like disappointing a lot of people mm-hmm I mean, I know a lot of people did enjoy the first game, and that's absolutely fine. I still haven't played them. Yeah. But it was just nice to see them release something. And I really enjoyed playing the game, which is obviously why it's on my loft. Mario 3D. Mm. On the Wii U. Ooh, different console, guys. It's happening. So I went through a period where my niece was obsessed with Mario. Mm-hmm. It's funny it turned full, full circle, because just yesterday she wanted to play Mario again. After the horrible Splatoon thing where she was obsessed with that. Oh, right. She'll be back into that when she gets <laughs> a switch. But um yeah, it, it had it had all the stuff about Mario and the charm of it and having cats as one as of the upgrades uh-huh. was just lovely to see. The delight on my niece's face as we're playing it. Mm-hmm. It didn't work in some places because of the fixed camera and the weird angle. Yeah. But I still think it was a magical experience. Maybe he's wrapped up in a weird personal, you know, it was very personal what happened, mm-hmm. the way it was an early game that she's never played, something like that. Mm-hmm. But some of the graphics and the touches, you look back at Nintendo and you think they can 
get away with that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it was class. Excellent. It's nice that it was something that you played Aye. with a, a, a junior. That's uh, true, yeah. To kind of to enjoy it with somebody else as well. That's a different experience altogether, isn't it? Not yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have played on the game if, if she didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know if I would have played through to the very end mm-hmm. because it was wrapped up in just a kind of being together and sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. I'll go next. The Wolf Among Us. Oh, yeah. Aye. The Telltale thing. Yes. Uh, I was quite surprised at how 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 much I enjoyed the game. Mm-hmm. It was it, It's a total like, point-and-click sort of thing, but it's just really nicely... That, that artwork's really nice. Uh, obviously, it's based on a comic book, so it has that, that feel to it. R.I.P. Telltale Games. Wow, that's um, nice. But I enjoyed it. It was, it, it was free, um, so maybe that's why I enjoyed it more, because it, I didn't have to pay any money. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a good game. It was a good game, and it took us a long time to get to it, but it was similar to like the Grim and Once Upon a Time... Um, mm-hmm. TV programs where it takes the fables and nutrients and like turns them on the head, sort of like a bit of a twist. We talked about it in the Halloween special a little bit. I remember actually. because it's got a, a werewolf, werewolf, yeah, in, hasn't it? Mm. So I got a land of Shadow of Colossus, the oh, remake. Oh, yes, and uh, I'd put that in next. Oh, I eventually right. finished it. I had some frustration with it, but there's one or two elements in it. It's memorable, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things that you probably should play through being a gamer. And, you know, I had it on the PlayStation 2 and I never finished it. So going back to it and seeing, you know, what everyone goes on about, what makes it so special. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, when you put it down, you can see some of the things about how it is a tr- truly unique experience. Mm-hmm. There's very few games like that game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I really liked it. And the remake looked amazing. Yeah. And there's not many games that are remakes that do look amazing. That didn't just upscaled it. it. It built it from the ground up and it looked class. Yeah. So, because Last Guardian, isn't it? Because we talked about The Last Guardian. Yes. Uh, when was that? That was with Simon. That wasn't this year, though, was it? Or was that last year we talked about The Last Guardian? I can't remember now, but I asked Simon on his feedback of The Last Guardian because I liked Shadow of Colossus so yeah. much that I thought maybe I'll get it. Uh, but he was very negative. <laughs> Fuck, that must have what? been this year, then. It was like it? something like, Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, Suppose a similar kind of experience or alien isolation mm-hmm. I bought this game when I pretty much when I first got my Xbox Xbox One but I didn't actually start it until earlier this year yeah. <laughs> so it just sat there for ages uh, but yeah incredibly atmospheric incredible sound design the ship looked amazing mm-hmm. uh, very true to the original art, art direction of the original movies I, I would say the voice acting was fantastic as well it reminds us of Dead Space a bit. How much, how like terrified I was playing it. I think it was one of the first games I played with when I transitioned to using a headset instead of having the speakers and stuff. So yeah, fantastic experience. The reason I say similar to Shadow is because uh, it's a bit of a different, a different way of like, because that that's like a different take on a third person game. Shadow mm-hmm. of the This is a different take on a first person game where you're not really expected to fight yeah it's more of a, a different mechanic interesting yeah i liked it i liked it a lot 
A free game I got this year that I really liked was Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Mm. I'd heard that it wasn't a very good version of Deus Ex, but um, Lazy Gamer reviewer, which Terry had got us into watching, he reviewed it and said that it's it's a good game, it's just the storyline's not quite that good. Mm -hmm. But what I really liked about it was it has small sandboxes. Like... You go to three different areas, mm-hmm. and the, they're, they're not very big areas, but they're so well realized, and the things you can do in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the DSX games, everyone bleats on about the new game that's coming out. What's Forgive me, what's it called? The, the one that everyone's like, oh, no. It's, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. To me, DSX mm-hmm. is... Augmentation stuff was there, busy, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And some of the, like, the there's bits in, in, in this game where... There'll be a loading screen or whatever. The artwork is beautiful. Mm. It's it's so well realized. Mm. It's a great game and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Nice one. I got that for free as well, but I, I didn't get very far through it at all. I would soldier on with it and just go with it because I feel like sometimes, you know that thing you said on the podcast last time about Red Dead where you were like, I just want to make me mistakes matter sort of oh, thing yeah, and just yeah. go with it. Do that with uh, DSX and you'll have a better experience and you'll just think, you won't be sitting there thinking, what if? Because mm. there's, sometimes there's never any perfect way of doing anything. Yeah. You mentioned it there, so I'll go on to Red Dead. That, that's got to be in my list. Boo. Even though... <laughs> have you played it yet? Even though I've played very little of it compared to how like relevant to how big the game is, mm-hmm. I still was just blown away by it. It's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. So that's got to be on my list. I'm going to obviously play play the game properly. I haven't played much of it. So I'll have more to say, I'm sure. As as the we go into our fourth year of podcasting. Or four years. Four long years. Four years as in January to January, but third year as in September to September when we first started. <laughs> what a mess. For the next year, will I finish Dead Cells? Because it's on my list. <laughs> I still think it's a great game. It's just... It... Will he finish Dead Cells? Will he get rid of Redemption 2? Very knows? frustrating. El Chapo, tune in soon to find out. Okay then, so... We're getting down to the final two now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm going to go for Titanfall 2. Which was on sale. Mm-hmm. Very cheap, only £5. So I had to snap it up. Uh, I did the same with the first one. I... Didn't spend very much. I think it was only six ninety nine to get the full package of it. And it is a really good game. It is a really nice concept. The having a big Titan thing and getting into it and marching around and blasting the fuck out of stuff. They put a single player in this one, which was a typical kind of high budget single player, where they try to uh, they try to humanize the robot and and give it emotions and stuff to a certain extent and make you feel a bit more mm-hmm. about it. But it was good. It was enjoyable enough. And then the multiplayer is great on that that game. Um, so yeah, I'll put that in there because it's it just looks great. It's a good game. It is a good game. Titanfall, like really. Yeah. yeah, I'd heard a lot of people saying that the single player is really good actually. Mm. Now it was I was kind of like oh, don't put a, don't put a single player campaign because it'll take your eye off the prize. Like mm-hmm. multiplayer is where it's at. But yeah, they did a good enough job. So yeah, last up, Neoa. Which is something I've talked about before. Yep. It's tough. I would say it was harder than Dark Souls. But, you know, at the end of it, I still enjoyed the experience. My final one then, and I feel like a little bit of a 
cheat, but I'm going to say it anyway. Battlefield Five. Oh, you got it, did you? Yeah, I got it on launch. I got the deluxe edition. The only reason I got the deluxe edition though and pre-ordered it is because it was thirty pound cheaper on CD keys. Mm-hmm. So I just did that. Now the reason I say I'm a bit of a cheater is I've only played the single player campaign so far. I haven't played online. Yeah. But I just know I'm going to love it. So and I, the single player was nothing short of shit as it always is with Battlefield. Was it? Because it's just a case of getting used to the mechanics, really. To be fair, you have played the beta and you enjoyed the beta, exactly. so you yeah. know you're going to like it. So that's fine. Yeah. Thank you very much for helping me with the, my my no reasoning. <laughs> yeah, I just I know I'm going to absolutely love this thing, the multiplayer when I get it into it properly. Just haven't had the time. But it's it's uh, it looks amazing, and I'm very excited to get stuck into it. I'm doing these shit challenges on the single player though. I've played through the single player campaign on hardcore, mm-hmm. hardcore, parkour. But you've got to then kind of go through it again to complete the challenges to get these shitty fucking melee weapons for multiplayer, which mean nothing, no. which don't help at all. But I just gotta get those fucking challenges, man. They've got a headworm in you. Aye, but um, you got any honourable mentions? Um, no, because I don't go. I don't rock that way. <laughs> well, I've got gone home. Which right. you hated. I did. Um, I despised it. Only because I blasted through it so quickly. Uh, it had a lot of nice detail <laughs> on the like the, the items and stuff like they put loads of detail on the cans, like all the ingredients and shit like that on yeah. like a can of soup, which I thought was weird because the game itself was in the storyline was just shit. It was shit. Yeah, but that's the main like, thing. It was weird. It was some angsty lesbian drama. Then rhyme R I M E, which is hugely inspired by Eco. I remember seeing this years ago and I thought it was going to be a PlayStation exclusive, but it came out on the Xbox. Yeah. Um, it looked a bit like Breath of the Wild as well. Mm. Interesting. And Quantum Conundrum, which was a free one on Xbox, which is from the maker of Portal. It's a first-person puzzle game with an interesting use of physics where you switch between different dimensions to help you with the puzzles. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah it was an interesting game. But that's all I wanted to mention. On to the movies! Still alive. I'm 
Okay, movies, speed round. Gunnox Lair, trademark speed round. Yeah? Yeah. Well, my films this year are definitely the weakest of the three. Oh, really? Last I've year... i watched a lot of films, actually. Quite a few. I'm interested to hear then what you've... I've watched a lot of films, but there wasn't a lot I really liked. First up, anyway, Last Jedi. A lot of people hate this movie. Oh, but I went to see it at the cinema. And was I, that this year, was it? Yeah, it was January. I think it came out last year. Ah, But right. I went to see it in, like, January. I must have mentioned it last year. Good good one, good choice, good choice. I'm going to say Get Out, because I have hadn't seen that until this year, and I thought it was fantastic and well worthy of the accolades it received. Very, uh, what's his name, uh, Jordan Peele? Yeah, really enjoyed that film, really enjoyed it. Lou really liked Get, Get Out, mm-hmm. but I just, it was okay. Yeah. I had problems with it. Fair enough. My favourite film of this year, easily... Free billboards outside Evan, Missouri. Ah, yes. That might be on my list next year, hopefully. I just... It had everything I wanted from it. It was funny and it was sad and... um, It was just... The story took an interest in twists and turns. Mm -hmm. It was class. I'm going to go for a big one. Big movie, Avengers Infinity War. Right, yeah. Uh, I thought it was a stunning opening to the climax of the greatest superhero story ever told in Mm -hmm. cinema. Uh, there was incredible epic moments of strength and sacrifice, unbelievable fight scenes with fantastical effects and breathtaking action, perfectly weighted humour and expertly worked into twining franchises. Marvel have worked towards this for 10 years and the payoff looks well worth the wait. Nice. Yep. You know, you, you should do a podcast about them adventure movies because I've only ever seen the first one. All right. Well, the next one, the last one's out in April 26th. The new trailer's out. I haven't watched it. Next up, Baby Driver. Oh, that's on my list as well. Yeah, we did, Kenny. I like. I just thought it had a, a, a nice heart to it. Mm-hmm. The editing was amazing. I was going to say that's my probably my favorite thing about uh, Edgar Wright's movies is the way he puts it together. Oh, definitely, yeah. Just all of the syncopation and the music and stuff like that, and what you're seeing, it's incredible. Um. Yeah, that that'll be my next one as well. So straight back to you. Although, hang on, I've got a couple of notes. I see what I want to say. Uh, impeccably choreographed bank robbery romp. Mm-hmm. Um, his style, production style is meticulous. It must be painful to put everything together. <laughs> the music's syncing up perfectly, etc. Um, I love John Bernthal, Jamie Fox, and John Hamm. Mm. Oh yeah, John Hamm's class in that. At times, it felt like a musical or silent movie. It did, well, there was a scene where he was walking through the streets mm-hmm. where I, I thought it was pushing it slightly because I um, have a very low tolerance to musicals. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of showing off his ability to to edit like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Space showed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those years ago. Absolutely. And that's a hell of a skill because I mean, the nineties was king for that sort of stuff, wasn't yeah. it? What you got next? Annihilation. It's a Netflix. Film. To my list as well. I just, I love out there science fiction, uh-huh. and that had that. 
I'd had that horrible experience watching um, Cloverfield Paradox. That's on my list as well. <laughs> oh, if it is, if it is, I'll be interested to hear. I'd I'd heard Annihilation was by the guy who made Ex Machina. Uh huh. So we'd been out somewhere. We'd been to the beach and we're both quite tired, and we started watching it. And uh, Jesus, where it goes? The last thirty minutes of that movie is just excellent mm-hmm. for me. And I like quite trippy things, so mm-hmm. no, it was a it was a a nice, nicely bizarre. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, there. Yes, enjoyed that one. Um, split, let's say split. Mm. And it's in the same uh, universe as Unbreakable and the upcoming Glass. Okay, uh, which will be. The third in that series of movies, you know, with Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Mr. Die Hard himself. Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Unbreakable. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We watched it after watching Split because Kelly had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's yeah, it's intense. Um, it's a good film. I enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Quiet Place. I mentioned ah, it yes. um, last month, I think. Yeah. A group of us watched it together. Very short there's some things afterwards where you're like, hmm, that didn't make mm. sense. But it was still, it still was successful in what it set out. Uh-huh. And, you know, we were talking about on the um, John Carpenter special about one of his early movies, Someone's Watching You. Mm-hmm. How we were saying, like, it had too much of the crap, the outside crap. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to say movies like that now, the know to cut that crap. Yeah, and cut just crap. Go- because I watched Don't Breathe last night. All oh, right, yeah. And Don't Breathe was like Quiet Place. It had like just what you want to watch in a film. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good as well. And it had some quite out there moments. It's on Netflix. Cool, cool, cool. Don't Breathe. Yeah, it's right. not on me top 10. <laughs> um, I'll say next. Uh, Hardcore Henry. You ever seen that? That's on me to watch list. Uh, it's bonkers. Bonkers. It's, it's not very deep. But it's just, I suppose, just the cinematography, how mad it is. It's all first person. Mm. Does it get exhausting, by the way, watching it? It is a bit. I watched it over two sessions because I fell asleep towards the end. But uh, that's just because I'm the sort of person who falls asleep at anything. But it it was a really interesting idea. um, Nicely produced and and, um, presented. But yeah, it's not very deep at all. It's just totally violent as fuck. Uh, especially the opening, opening credits uh, are very, very, very violent. Not really, cool. All in slow mo. Incredibly violent. Yes. Hello, high water. Mm. Everyone had said like I would like it. Um, it's like a modern day western. Uh-huh. Nick Cave kind of um, done the music for it, and um, Wind River is another one by the same writer that's on Netflix, mm-hmm. which I didn't think was as entertaining. As hell or high water. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Jeff Daniels is in. Oh, okay. Is, hold on. Who's the dude? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges in there. Yeah. Mumbling his way for that. <laughs> Let's like your opinion, man. Life. This is one of the first films I watched of the year. It has. Uh, it's like a no one can hear you scream kind of in space. Is Jake Gyllenhaal in that? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is. Um, Ryan Reynolds is in it. Who's the female lead? Can't remember. But it's, yeah, it's this 
all set in a spaceship or a, a space shuttle with a little like cute but evil as fuck alien. It's got a very satisfying ending, I recall, uh, but I can't recall what happened, so that's nice. Because if I watch it again, I'll not remember. Well, I wouldn't want you to spoil it. So. <laughs> uh, but yes, that, I, I did actually enjoy that film. I thought it was good. Stellar cast. Mm-hmm. Stellar cast. Yes. Free Fire. I was initially disappointed by it. It's a Ben Wheatley movie. Oh, right, yeah. It's a, like a firefight that goes on for um, the the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's retro looking. It just wasn't quite as good as I was hoping. Mm-hmm. Why I'm seeing the films I watched this year, I was quite disappointed with a lot I watched. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And I'll watch anything Ben Wheatley or makes. He's, he's like fucking good filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Ben Wheatley, we talked about him in an earlier episode this year. Yeah, he made um, Kill List. Uh-huh. Um, trying to... A Field in England. Yeah, yeah. Ah, right, okay. Getting down to the last few here. Now, this is a bit of a controversial one, I suppose. Uh, Game Over, man. I'm going to put that in there. And it's a tough one. What is that again? It's got the guys from Workaholics in it. And it's a totally daft siege where they work in a hotel in a high-rise building. Uh It's like a siege crossed with die-hard sort of parody. But it's just daft. Really, really daft. And I I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I thought it was going to be fucking shit. But I was actually (laughs) quite surprised at how good it was. So that can be my little guilty pleasure on my list. Yeah, that's on there. Really quick, I mentioned it earlier on. The Sorcerer, 1977 film. Oh, that's four decades old. So it's um, it's William Freakin movie. Me and William watched it. A super freaky. Really good. You should check it out. Right. And I got some Simpsons references that I'd never got before. Because right, okay. they reference some of them. What's it called, sorry? The Sorcerer. The Sorcerer, okay. Okay, so last two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Last two. Fucking hell. I'm going to say Calibre. You heard of that one? No. It's a Scottish movie. Uh, it's about a hunting trip between two friends uh, in the Highlands. It's absolutely stunning, like the cinematography of it. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Um, things go south quickly. Very tense, Wicker Man-esque thriller. Mm, nice. I'd, I'd recommend that. Yeah. Calibre, yeah. Calibre, it's called, yeah, as in um, Never heard a that. bullet sort of thing. There you go, that's my number nine. Manchester by the Sea. Ah. So I got around to watching that. I think you've got to be in the right mood for it. Mm-hmm. It's very slow paced and you could be a bit annoyed by the way characters like um go on mm-hmm. sort of thing in the movie, but it's it I mean Casey Affleck won an Oscar for his portrayal of the character and that. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I mean it's beautifully shot as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When was that from? When was that out? I think that was last year. It came out. Oh, was it really? I think so. Might have been last ah, year or the yes. year before. That's right. I of course. He won an Oscar, and then everyone turned around and said that actually he's a bit of a, uh, bit you know, the Me Too kind of uh, thing came yeah. out. But I don't know what the truth is and all that. We might never know. No. Okay, so last one for me. Oh, this is a tough one. I'm, 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 I'll tell you the ones I'm stuck between. Mm-hmm. The Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> Yeah. I'll be a joke in my life. It's a like. joke. Okay. No, um, oh, I kind of want to do another guilty pleasurey sort of one, right? Uh, it's one one of the last films I've watched this year, actually. Mm-hmm. So yes, I will, and I'm going to put two together. I'm sorry, 
Right, go the, for it. The Conjuring one and two. Oh, you watched the? I've watched the Conjuring two. Uh huh. Maybe it's last year. I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was just um, I don't know. We watched it just the other week when we were in Barbara. Watched both of them. Mm-hmm. So it's about paranormal paranormal investigators investigating um, haunted houses. Yeah. And they're based on true stories. So mm. it actually shows you some. <laughs> well, it, it it's based on Enfield Haunting, the second yeah, one. It's based and on Amityville, the first one. I mean, it's obviously the second one. No, the first one. It's not Amityville. It's um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. But they touch upon Amityville. They suggest that they were there. Right. I've not Amityville. seen the first one, so I just ah, assume. Good guess, though. They, yeah, they, they, it's kind of like they were deliberately trying to create a franchise because they've got uh, the spin-off movies, The Nun and yeah. Annabelle. But I really like that guy that's in the one that was in Fargo. I can't remember his name. Yeah, uh, he's he's in Insidious Fargo. as well. Um, I really like him. I think he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. And her as well, the lady in it. I can't remember her name either. But yeah, it was just, it was all about exorcism and possession and demons and things. And it was just like entertaining and quite scary at times. So I'm going to put them in there. I think that's a, a fair choice. Cool, yeah. I do have a few. Do you have any honourable mentions? Well, my last film. Oh, so you use this number 10? Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. That's fine. Uh, Christian Borders, two years running, he's Borders, Jodorowsky's movies. You know the guy we touched upon in the uh, when I was talking about Jodorowsky's Dune? Yes. Or Hodorowsky, John Jodorowsky, Hodorowsky. Let's call back to the first part of this special. See, his first film, which I think it's like two or three years old now, it's called Dance of Reality. Mm-hmm. And it's about his, like, his childhood and his upbringing. But it's, it's fucking crazy. Uh-huh. I used to watch more movies like that. And going back to watching something like that, I really was concentrating on it and it's beautiful like uh-huh. in places and I, I think he's 80 mm-hmm. and he's in it and you know he's directing it it's 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 gotta be seen to be believed some of it but it's cool yeah excellent well, I hope we listeners have been making notes because I certainly will when I listen back to the the finished product be making notes and maybe some of those films will feature on next year's yes uh, true right? yeah I've got a couple of honourable mentions just films that I've watched uh, Lego Batman, I enjoyed. <laughs> Good start. I would like to watch that. Um, a lot of my choices are very deep, sort of introspective mm-hmm. movies, uh, like Black Panther, um, which was had a lot of. It was a big, beautiful celebration of African culture, and it cemented Black Panther as a legitimate member of the Marvel universe. Uh, Wonder Woman, which was DC's attempt to try to give their Justice League whole fucking oh, right. yeah. competitor with the Avengers a bit more backbone. Mm-hmm. But it was it was actually quite a good film. It was set in World War Two. Uh, sorry, World War One, I, I believe it was. So they were fighting Nazis. No, they weren't. They were fighting Germans. Mm-hmm. Um, so the that was Hun. good. That was cool. Hmm? The Hun. In the Sun. Uh, Deadpool 2, I thought was a good film. Following on from the first one. Had some hilarious moments but it was just more more of the same really yeah we did watch Greatest Showman uh, Kelly forced me to watch that which I <laughs> subtitled High School Musical The Circus Years so that's basically all it was all the music's overproduced in that irritating X Factor emotional climax manner auto-tuned to fuck tick the box of every single musical trope going you know those re- reviews where it starts with negative stuff and the reviewer then says, however, I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. This isn't one of those. <laughs> I just fucking hate musicals. The best parts are always the non-singing parts. I, I take me hat off. I don't think I could have sat for it. No. It has shallow lyrics, every song hunting for the next, <laughs> let it snow hit, every fucking beat accentuated by a foot stamp or hand slapped against a bar. Everything looked fake and the story was shallow as fuck. <laughs> wow. 
I really didn't enjoy that, did I? <laughs> no. Very you much. were full of rage when you were typing <laughs> that. Really was. Uh, yet, it's kind of uh, ironic because, um, as Kelly and I will talk about, or have talked about, sorry, in the second part, War of the Worlds. Oh, nice. You'll, you'll probably find that ironic. Uh, Cargo, which starred... I want to say that, yeah. Bilbo Marty. Baggins. Yeah. Um, zombie Romp, Down Under. Down Under! Mm-hmm. A racially and emotionally charged apocalyptic survival movie with added marmalade. Because the blood looked like... Oh, there was marmalade. It looked like this thing that they produce looks uh-huh. like marmalade. Produce from their glands. Game Night with Jason Bateman. I watched that. Uh, that was quite funny. Lots of tropes. It was. It had some... It, it was all colors. right. Yeah. yeah. It was like... Meh. Felt like it had been done before. The Warning, which is a Spanish subtitled time-hopping mystery about murders that occur at the same location periodically. Okay. It was Alred. It was just Alred. Finally got around to watching Solo. Oh, yeah. So, a little bit to say about that. Uh, almost unnecessary origin story for one of cinema's best-loved characters. Oh, dear. Heavy on the Western vibe. Heavy on the Western vibe. Uh, they had the train heist. Uh, there was a clan, gang, family sort of thing, a bit like Red Dead Redemption. Because, you know, you got to stick together, guys. I wouldn't know, because I've never played it. you never played it. Uh, there was a revolver spinning going on I as wouldn't well. know, because I've never played it. <laughs> Uh, it was contrived with regard to meeting Chewie and lots of exposition. Have you, sorry, have you seen Solo yet? No. Okay, I'll I, I needed a break, man, after the... Mm. the, the it was this podcast, man, this year. <sighs> We've done the, the uh, Star Wars special. God, I. And I watched the prequels again. Yeah. And, I, you know, I needed a break. I'd had enough. There's a female robot in it with really wide hips and a chest, so I'm surprised that uh, some feminists haven't latched onto that <laughs> and kicked off. There was a reference to Terras Kassai as well. One of the first references I've ever seen towards that martial arts style in a Star Wars movie. Despite the fact that it's that, that game came out, uh, Masters of Terras Kassai. But it's in the book that... Um, Is that canon though? <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, very on the nose, took all of the biggest memes from the original film, like the Kessel Run, and uh, winning the Millennium Falcon and made a movie out of it, basically. That's what it felt like. Yeah, that's with other stuff going on. Possibly why I didn't watch it. Mm, can I just say that one of the quotes he actually comes out with is, I just did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. But he actually says that at one point. So I was like, fuck. There is this program. That's believable that uh, he would be saying the same shit like 30 <laughs> yeah. or 40 years later. There's a program that uh, has replaced him with uh, Harrison Ford in every scene. Mm-hmm. It's done it itself, like oh, AI. No one asked it to; it just did it. All right, become self-aware. Uh, final movie: The Woman in Black, starring Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, I've seen that in cinema. Yeah. I found that really funny when I when I wrote that down, starring Harry Potter, because it's exactly the same joke as starring Bilbo Baggins. But yeah, yeah still it found is, it funny. Uh... Fan. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> it's because I haven't finished off the joke. So, The Woman in Black, starring Harry Potter. Fan and perpetual man child Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> this is beer went in the head. Yeah. This, this joke keeps getting better. Mm. Very on the nose hammer horror movie about a ghost in it. Always the same, well dressed stranger comes to town and is treated with suspicion. Yeah, it was. I don't know. The ending of that film infuriated Kelly and I. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But we just went, at the end of it, we just went, what the, what's the fucking, what's the point in that then? It's fucking me, and just went on a big rant together. I've seen the film, I can't remember much about it. Oh, have you? Oh, spoiler alert, then, for everybody. So he goes out out of his way to go into the, the marsh and pull this massive carriage out of the marsh and retrieve her child, mm, yeah. lay the child to rest, so she's, like, 
finally has her baby back. Closure. Got my baby back, baby back, baby back. So she uh, closure on that. Yet she still rocks up on the train station and kills them both. Ah. Oh, and and he goes and goes. Oh, is that you? Cassandra that? in the distance and it's it's a ghost like he's, he's reunited with his wife and the poor little seven year old kid who's like a, just I don't know but something irritated us about that child I don't know what it was but he's reunited with his mother but I was mm-hmm. like well he's he never met her she died in childbirth so he didn't know who she was so it's kind of like well why he he's not reuniting basically what you've done is you've killed a seven year old kid you know all the fog that's in that movie that's oh. my memory of that that film and the ending you'll explain uh, describing to me sounds like the end of a different movie Drag uh, to Hell have you ever uh, seen yeah, that yeah Drag Me yeah. which that had a twist end and that out of nowhere just came yeah, out just all of a sudden we should drag to hell uh, that's a good film hell. though yeah you should get dragged to hell though anyway I hope next year that the films I watch will be better than this year me too here here God save us everyone and if anyone wants to write in with their favourite 10 don't say a lot about each though <laughs> how do they do that? you know the shit Gonox Lair well you... if you've downloaded the podcast do you know how to google stuff and well yeah Gonox Lair at Gonox Lair G-O-N-A-R-C-H-S-L-A-I-R Facebook find one on Facebook or Gonox Lair at yahoo.co.uk email address that's the only way you can get in touch with us guys good thanks Okay, well, I'll see you next year, bitches. Hang <laughs> on, we'll wrap it up. Little music transition, then we'll wrap it up, yeah. Right. Merry Christmas! So there we go, Ross, we've done it. Christmas special in the bag. Thank God. In the in Santa's sack. Mm-hmm. In the Santa's ball bag. <laughs> All wrapped up with a festive bow on top. Did you enjoy yourself this year with the Christmas special? Well, I got a bit pissed, so yeah, it was all right. That's that's a good thing, isn't it? It's only like two o'clock. I know. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say to the listener? No. Uh, I hope you have a good Christmas, everyone. And a happy and, new year. Yeah, and keep playing Red Dead Redemption, because someone's got to. Yeah, because you'll not be. No, I won't. I'm never going to play it now. <laughs> never, ever. It's El, El Chapo, once you... Once you're in her posse, so bad. We'll be taking January off, as we've said earlier, as it's a pretty busy month IRL. I said that earlier. That means in real in real, in real life. In, oh, right. in real life. Is that it? what that means? Like, so clarify. I've been to London last weekend, so I've still got a bit of residual cockney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> residual cockney. We'll be back in February. Perhaps we will do the long-awaited love special that Ross has been after for a long, long time. Spoiler warning. Three or four years he's been asking for the love special. We'll get Retro Mikey to dig out his... Uh, Love wand. Oh dear. Mm. That's something to look forward to, listeners, isn't it? Retro Mikey's love wand. That would be a really good strip joint. Retro Mikey's love wand. Love pole. Or would that be a sequel to Harry Potter? I think you're getting over excited now. I am. I'm really excited because it's all over. I know. That's a pleasure. Well, Ross, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been nice. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. And to you, listener, Merry Christmas. Have a happy new year, and thank you very much for listening to Goros.
Always Dead Cells yeah. your choice. Right. <laughs> that was not clear. So that was, hang on, did you, you didn't talk about Dead Cells, or did you? I just see You just uh, dropped it in. Yeah, well, I said, I've talked about it so many times. Right. Did, did you say, though, that that's my choice? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> right, sorry. 